You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay, and today I am interviewing Miss Esther Kiss with Born to Influence. And we're going to talk all about PR strategy. And this is really important when it comes to digital marketing, because the more groundswell you can get around your digital marketing efforts and what you are doing in your business, the better. And Esther, during this interview, gives us a ton of information. You guys are going to love this interview. I know I say that all the time, but you really are. Before we dive into that, let me do a little housekeeping. My name is One Click Lindsay and I'm with trafficandleads.com. If your website is sitting dead in the water and you need more traffic and leads, you know it. And that's through SEO, pay-per-click, landing pages, Facebook ads, all of that stuff that generates traffic and leads through digital marketing. You guys know who to call. That's me, One Click Lindsay. I know, I kind of sounded like a like a popular movie here, didn't I? Uh, one more thing I wanted to mention. My friend Lindsay Phillips and I get on Facebook Live every single Thursday night at 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, and we talk about marketing. We have a show called Marketing in Merlot, and I invite you to join us every single Thursday night. We have a ton of fun. We bring a glass of wine, and we just talk marketing. There's usually a topic, but you guys will totally love this show. It's live. Please join us. If you like this podcast, you're going to love Marketing in Merlot. All right. That should be enough. Let's pop into this episode with Esther. Hey, Esther, how are you doing today? I'm so glad to have you on the show. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So first and foremost, why don't you go ahead and tell the audience what you do? I help with, um, I help entrepreneurs. So a lot of experts, coaches and consultants and speakers and authors and marketers get more traffic and leads to their business through publicity. So we get them in the media. We get them on TV and radio and newspapers and magazines and podcasts and blogs and YouTube shows, whatever makes sense for their business to build their credibility and also generate leads and sales. Yeah, that's really powerful from both just, uh, getting people out there and them having things to like post on social media and them being able to like, uh, you know, uh, borrow an audience almost. And then also it's really important from an SEO perspective because like those backlinks are extremely important as well. So a good PR strategy is is a really important step to, uh, you know, generating more traffic and leads, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And, you know, depending on where you're at in your business, you might have different goals for creating a publicity campaign. Let's say if you're launching a book and you want it to become a bestseller, you want to generate buzz and have the pre-orders before you would um, actually make the book available. Like, for example, I worked on Gary Vaynerchuk's last book campaign for the Ask Gary V book or Ryan Levesque's for the Ask book, you know, and those were things where it was very um, tightly tapped into their actual business model. There was a strategy behind it. So for example, for Ryan, we literally added over $1.8 million per year to his business because of the strategy of getting him on a podcast and combining that with Facebook retargeting. Wow, that's really powerful. And so what piece in that strategy did you personally play a part in? 
Um, I helped Ryan with getting him the exposure. So we got him on about 80 shows, age zero, over the course of 11 months. And something that was really interesting and cool about his method or, or the way we did it for him is that he would do a free plus shipping giveaway for his book. And so in every podcast that we booked him on, he would do a 50 um, book giveaway, meaning that 50 books were completely free to the audience or in some of the, on some of the bigger shows, even more. And then he would track it with a coupon code. So he could be really, really granular with knowing where his buyers came from. And of course, when people read the book, they want to have help with the implementation. So then they would join his mastermind, which is a $97 a month membership. And so that's how we ended up actually generating literally millions of dollars for him. That is an amazing case study. Congratulations on that. That's fantastic. Uh, I want to talk because I just recently released my book. So I'm particularly interested in this topic. So my question for you is, um, I noticed you mentioned over the period of 11 months, we booked him on all these shows and stuff like that. Can you kind of expound on that PR is not just like a one and done thing, but it's something uh, that you can kind of build a groundswell and it's important to kind of carry on throughout months and months and months. Can you kind of tell us a, a little bit about why that wasn't just like one week, all those podcast episodes are released or what, what was the strategy behind the 11 months timeframe? Sure. I love this question. Well, with Ryan, uh, we started literally at the beginning of the year uh, on January 1st. His manuscript was not even done yet. <laughs> you know, He wow. literally hasn't finished the book yet, but we knew that the book would be coming out in April. And so he wanted to have as many pre-orders as possible so that people can... um you know, buy it ahead of time or place the order ahead of time so that it can become a bestseller, which it did. It made the number one on the, uh, I think it was number one, definitely on Amazon, definitely. like in all books, not just a little sub subcategory, but yeah. all of the books on Amazon and the LA Times list and Publishers Weekly, all those big lists Dang. because of this, you know, this uh, really planning in advance. And the reason why it's so important to plan ahead of time is because most podcasts have a lead time of about three to four months, especially the big shows. With the little ones, you never know. It could be the next week that they yeah. publish your interview, but it could be that it will be six weeks from now or longer. It depends on what kind of uh, content they have lined up on their editorial calendar. And so you want to make sure, especially if it's something like this, where you want to have pre-orders lined up ahead of time, is that you leave enough time to for the marketing to actually start gathering those pre-orders before the book is available. The same goes for a book or for a product launch, or if you have a live event where there is a deadline, this is always a good thing to plan at least three to four months ahead of time. And then if you want to do publicity, not specifically for a deadline type of thing, but just generally to raise your credibility, to have those cool media logos on your website that, hey, as seen on NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, you know, yeah. all the different yeah. magazines like Inc. and Entrepreneur and everything else, then that's not something necessarily where you will have a deadline with it, but you want to be building momentum continually. So always just know that it, just because you want it right now, it doesn't mean that that will work with the other person's schedule as well. And you probably will need a few weeks. That makes sense. That makes sense. Is it, does it make sense for a small business owner today to run their own PR strategy and to reach out to podcasts and to reach out to these different media outlets in order to get those, you know, highly coveted icons? Is there any tips you can give those that 
that maybe don't have a budget to hire someone as amazing as you and that are doing it themselves? Like, where would someone start? You would be doomed. Really? <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. Wow. No, no. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. This is totally something that you can do absolutely by yourself. And this is something that actually I talk a lot about in my free content and my live streams and posts and everything because you can always benefit from publicity no matter where you are. Even if you're just getting started and you really don't have clients yet, well, how are you going to get clients if you don't have much traction and awareness and credibility and, you know, people need to know about you? That's how I started getting clients. That's how I got into publicity in the very beginning. I didn't know how to get clients. And I asked one of my mentors that, hey, how do you get a full practice all the time? And he, she told me that I, I'm, I just get, you know, interviewed on podcasts and blogs and everything. And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. So then you made so, a business out of know, it. It's super, super effective. And so what you want to think about if you're not in a position to hire a publicist yet, that's totally fine. Don't even worry about it. You just want to learn how do I pitch? How do I develop relationships with members of the media, with the journalists and producers and editors and podcasters, depending on what kind of media would make sense for you. And then start connecting, start developing those relationships. And then when the time is right, when you feel that you really have a story that would contribute to that audience, pitch yourself, recommend that you do an interview, a contribute to a story idea. And it's really, really works really well for any size business. That makes sense. So what would you say to the argument? I'm not, I'm not making this argument, but I have heard this argument that those media logos are just like a vanity thing and they don't really produce more, say, traffic and leads for lack of a better term. Okay, so I actually just had a, a very specific example from Ryan Levesque, who we were talking about a minute ago. He told me because he had done so much TV and radio, even before we started working together, like years prior to that, he had those very big name, fancy media logos on his website and the actual interviews to back them up. And he told me that one of his clients, when she came to him, she was so impressed with that, that really it just psychologically, it works on mm -hmm. you. It makes you feel like, well, if this person was in all these different media outlets, he must know what he's talking about. So that was specifically the reason for this client to sign up with him. And consequently, she ended up uh, spending over $60,000 with him over the next couple of years. And so this is just like one isolated example where we know that that was the reason that she signed up. But for most people, it works just the same. We are just not aware that it's actually making a difference. It's it's kind of like when you're dating someone and you like them and you like them more and more and more and ultimately you want to get married. It's not like you knew that that's the one thing that they <laughs> did and that's why I wanted them to, to marry me. It's just over time it adds up because you have so much better rapport and you trust them more and you have a better relationship and doing media interviews really help facilitate. That, that makes a lot of sense. That was a great answer. So what do you say to to those because uh, I know like you can go to Fiverr or something like this and you can have somebody like basically pitch to a whole bunch of different outlets and you can get those icons on your website, right? For pretty inexpensive. What's the difference between like what those people do versus what, what your high quality practice does? Is that a fair question? Yes. So I have not had any experience with working with people from Fiverr in a PR capacity. So I really can't speak to that. What I do know and what I want to caution you about is a lot of times what people tend to do when they just kind of want a quick win 
and they are not necessarily willing to put in the energy and effort required or hire a publicist is that they release a paid press release, which might cost you like four or five, six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes those press releases get picked up on the back end of websites that are associated with Fox or ABC or NBC. Now then they put on the logos on their websites. But the thing is that if they just picked up the press release and there wasn't an actual interview, they didn't call you to get a quote for a news story or anything like that. It's not really a media piece that you could actually be promoting. It's just your announcement about what's going on in your company. And most of the time, it's not even something that you can find on Google. Like the press release service will, will give you the links because they want you to be happy since you paid yes. the money. <laughs> but it's not something that you would actually see on their main website. It's literally something that is not even... um what do you call it, the uh, index for, for Google to be able to find. So this is kind of a shortcut, but those those kind of things are not on the website forever. They are not searchable. And I mean, if you think about it, you want to be in integrity and have your credibility properly intact. If you're using media logos, the, the reason is because you want to share your message in a bigger way. You want to get traffic. You want to get qualified leads. And also you want to prove yourself to people who might be skeptical when they first come to your website, when they've never heard about you before, right? So imagine if somebody sees all those amazing logos on your website, there is six of them or 10 or even more. And they're like, oh, this is interesting. I want to look up that entrepreneur article or that Inc. magazine or that Fox interview. And then they Google it and it it's nowhere to be found. That's a little bit embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, you want to make sure that these are always based on real interviews. That is so, what a great piece of information. That's fantastic. So are you saying when you work with somebody and they're wanting to like get on TV and get those, you know, we, we keep talking about the logos, but it's everything that encompasses that, then every interview for every affiliate or whatever you set up for people is like legit. People are calling and literally interviewing you. Absolutely. And this is actually one of the things that I always help my clients with once their interviews start getting published as well. And then for all of our listeners here, this is really important to understand and to implement is have a look at your existing sales and marketing funnels. And once your interviews start getting published, look at some of the best ones and think about how can I integrate it into my existing marketing strategy? Where can I put this in to get even more bang for my buck, to get even better results? So for example, the the obvious one would be to share it multiple times on your social media organically. But then there's also other things that you can do, like put it in your autoresponder. Like let's say if you have a freebie or a cheat sheet or something that you're giving away, right? People opt in for it and they to your to get on your email list. Now with the follow-up sequence, you're gonna have some additional content that you're giving them, some value you, you're giving testimonials. If you can refer to interviews that you've done, it's really, really powerful to build a rapport very quickly to them and so get better conversions on your first sale right away. And then you could do things like, for instance, if you're running Facebook ads, use it as a top of funnel thing. Because for instance, if you have a TV interview, you just download the video clip and use that as the initial contact in the um, eyes of the person or in the minds of the person who saw that in their newsfeed, it's going to be like, oh, oh my gosh, I just saw this on the news, right? Or just read this article in this credible magazine. And actually you are the one who are putting it in front of a very, very targeted audience. Wow, that, what great tips. I want to ask you, because uh, we we're kind of talking about misconceptions and, and trips or situations you might fight in yourself as you explore expounding your PR strategy. 
Are there any other gotchas that people need to be aware of or or misconceptions even when it comes to a PR strategy for your small business? One thing that uh, a lot of times experts tend to make this mistake, especially if you speak on stages, if you travel the world or, or the country and you go and do live uh, speaking gigs at conferences, is you can't use the exact same format or the exact same structure for your content when you're doing interviews. So for example, if you have a speaking gig where you use a typical format of, I'm going to tell them what the, you know, the content, what I'm going to tell them, I tell them then with the five points. And now I tell them what I told them. That doesn't translate well to an interview format. So for example, if you're doing a podcast interview, like Lindsay and I are doing here right now, you want to make sure that it's conversational. And you got to be in control of what will be the specific talking points that you're going to hit on so that people actually want to take the next step with you, that they want to check you out, follow you on social media, opt into your email list. All this is not accidental. This all comes from reverse engineering the content and giving it some thought at what can I share that will be really, really effective, that will help that audience and that also fits the media format that we are going after. I love that. That is fantastic. So if you don't mind, I know you kind of covered this before, but tell me again, your specific company, uh, what kind of PR will you reach out for? We, I mean, we covered podcasts and we covered uh, basically news outlets. Are there any others? Yes. So uh, my company is called Born to Influence, and we specialize in working with experts. So people who are building a personal brand, such as coaches, consultants, speakers, authors, marketing experts, people who have software companies, anywhere where there is a person, a human being who is the face of the company, because that's one thing to keep in mind too. If you have a small business and let's say you have an e-commerce store, you want to push the product, still there needs to be a spokesmodel or there needs to be someone, a human who can be doing those interviews. People want to relate to humans, right? And, and that's what will facilitate the conversation rather than just trying to get a product in all these different magazines. And to answer your question about the media outlets, we do both traditional type of media like TV, radio, newspaper, magazines, and also online media podcasts, YouTube shows, blogs, presentations for paid masterminds, for private mm -hmm. Facebook groups. Like I just did an interview, for example, for one of my clients last week, where he has a Facebook group of over 8,000 people, and they're my perfect target market. So that's not something that you necessarily think about, like, oh, this is a media outlet, right? It's a Facebook Live, yeah. but it's an interview where they, they especially do it for that audience. I already had four people who are Applied from there and, and they want to come and work with me. So it can be very, very effective. You just want to think about what kind of media outlets does my ideal target client consume? Who are the influencers that they follow? And based on that, you will create your media list of who are you reaching out to, to pitch yourself. Wow. I love that. So my final question, well, I have two questions, but one of them <laughs> is this, is there like some sort of PR hack that you can give us before I let you go. Like if you do this, you can get on a podcast or if you do this or try this and you can like start your PR campaign. Do you have, does anything come to mind when I say that? Yes. So this is one, one thing that is really important. Number one, build your relationships before you need them. Really connect with people on mm -hmm. online or get introductions. That's really, really effective. And then 
the other thing that you want to make sure is that you position yourself in a way that members of the media actually want to interview you. You need to build your credibility. So that means having a compelling media bio that is written specially that will work for that type of a media format that you're going after. It would be different from TV, for example, than for a podcast or a magazine. So you want to have a compelling bio. You want to have a professional headshot. You want to think about what kind of freebie you will be offering so that people can actually come to join you, right? So that it's not just awareness, but you're actually generating leads from there and sales. And then the last thing is that once your interviews start getting published, create a media page on your website, a dedicated page where you're featuring some of your best interviews. That will really help you with getting more and more opportunities in mainstream media as well. That is perfect. Now, my final question, young lady, is I know you have a bit of a nickname, so I kind of wanted to ask you about that. So your email and all of our correspondence to set up this interview has been from Esther uh, Pinky Kish. So what's the pinky? Yeah. What's all about with the pinky? So it's my nickname that my uh, former husband gave me. And God bless him. <laughs> because I used, <laughs> I used to be so, so shy. I'm still very introverted. But I thought that he gave me this nickname because I love the color pink and I wear it a lot and everything. And years later, I found that I, I just asked him, why did you give me that nickname? And everybody would call me that. And he's like, yeah, because you're so shy. Anytime somebody even just talks to you unexpectedly, you turn flaming red. Oh, <laughs> like, oh that's so cute. <laughs> nice. so, you know, I sort of a little bit grew out of it, although I have to say I still sometimes feel uncomfortable with being in front of other people. But it's just something that you got to get over yourself if you want to accomplish results and really get your message out in a in a big way. So because now I know, and I feel like it's a story that will also help other people that might feel introverted yes. or shy and not, you know, not knowing how to get themselves out there. I hope that this will help you and inspire yes. you. Too. Well, you do not come across that way at all in interviews. So you're, you're hiding it very well. Oh, good. <laughs> awesome. Well, before I let you go, young lady, I'm going to turn the time back over to you. Please tell the audience how to find out more about you or anything else that you want them to know. Sure. So you can connect with me through our website, borntoinfluence.com. I also have a free Facebook group that where I share a lot of free trainings and tips and tricks and hacks around publicity and how to grow your audience, how to grow your visibility. The name of the group is Born to Influence Community. So you can just search for that on Facebook. And if you want to get a guide on how to position yourself to um, so that the members of the media actually want to interview you, just what we talked about a minute ago, I have a one-page checklist, a free media positioning checklist that will walk you through exactly step-by-step -step how to create a compelling media bio, what to pay attention to when you're getting your headshot, what kind of freebies to offer, the media page, all of that. Literally, you just print it out one page and you can just tick off all the items on the checklist. So that's something super, super helpful. And it's available completely free of charge. It's uh, my gift to you. You can get it at borntoinfluence.com forward slash checklist. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being a guest on the show. I really appreciate all the tips that you shared. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. There you have it, folks. Another awesome Traffic and Leads podcast episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast, I would implore you to leave us in a review wherever you're listening to this episode of the podcast, and I would truly appreciate it. Or at the very least, 
tell a friend who runs a small business that wants to get into digital marketing that you heard this really cool podcast with One Click Lindsay. I know, I know, that was a long story, but if you guys could do that, that would be absolutely amazing. And remember, if your website is sitting dead in the water and you need more traffic and leads generated through digital marketing, you know who to call. That's me, trafficandleads.com, One Click Lindsay. That's right. Until next time, this is One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. 